Welcome back to the Dance Coach Playbook. I'm your host, Coach GK, and I'm joined by my co-host, Madeline. Today, we're opening up our playbook to page 15. Today, we're going to have a fun conversation about, you know, a week in the life of a dance team coach. And we actually did go in our team calendar and choose a, a really fun week. <laughs> and so this is all based on real events. We're not... You know, we didn't like throw this together like this actually happened earlier this spring. So we're going to give you a real authentic look at what that's like. There was actually some weeks where we said, no, that's too crazy of a week. <laughs> <laughs> we can't share that. However, we did start out. The reason why we had this idea is we've had, I have had a couple people ask me for some, you know, how does practice break down for you? What does your week look like? What, how many hours do your athletes do per week? And those are really valid questions. I'm sure it does look different from school to school. And we do tell our athletes that it's approximately 20 hours per week to count on between rehearsals, games, et cetera. And when we shared this week with you, that is a very typical week for us in the middle of our athletic schedule as well. Just some things to think about is number one, there are heavier weeks and lighter weeks. Uh, there's a reason why we have a larger team for us too, is so that we can divide up responsibilities. It doesn't I mean that's there's a reason why we have two full-time coaches and we have a student worker as well. It's because we're blessed to be asked to be at a lot of events. And so when that's when that happens, that's great. We love to be busy. It probably my guess is if you are a dance team coach, you probably chose that lifestyle because you also love to be busy and love the grind. Uh, however, like, you know, you really do have to map that out. You have to schedule it out. You have to plan out when your athletes are at which events and then really take into consideration that they are students first. And so being their advocate for when, you know, when is a priority, when the university wants you there versus when it starts to feel like too much on their plates. I know we doubled in size when we when I started to see their grades start to suffer due to being at too many events. And so we did double in size at that point a few years back. So we just want to give you a peek into what we do. Um, I'm just kind of talking a lot. However, <laughs> part of this was also inspired by, we did see a fellow dance team coach post a couple weeks ago about having spent a long day with their athletes. There was, it was like a 10 hour day or something. And we, we kind of giggled because for us, that's like Friday. We call that Friday or we call that Saturday for ourselves sometimes. And so it just, we have a question about, you know, like, what does that look like for everybody else too? How does everyone else divide up their time? And we just hope to have this conversation get rolling. I know that there's a lot of um, chatter right now about making sure we are standardizing our sport across the board in relationship to other sports. And NCAA has rules that we don't have. And so we want to make sure that um, we're kind of sharing out what we do. And then maybe that'll help normalize what we do as coaches. Yeah. In addition to you coaches, we're hoping that this maybe could benefit future athletes as well. We have MA tryout coming up um, here at GCU. So if there's are any um, athletes out there wanting to take a look at um, a more maybe elite college program who takes takes on a lot of things at their university? This would hopefully give them kind of a good look at what that's going to be like. And hopefully not scare you away <laughs> if that is what you're considering because this is kind of a busier week for us. But it's, it's good to be transparent in that this is what some weeks do look like for us. And... Um, yeah, no, we're just excited to share this information with you, and we really do hope that this sparks some conversation. All right, so we're going to go ahead and give sort of a day-by-day -day overview before we dive into the details. So just to be 
transparent and real. This was the week of February 21st through the 27th, 2021. We're going to start with Monday, however. Um, we started our day off with a COVID test and moved into practice. We practiced from 10 to 2.30, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, we left We left ourselves Tuesday to be human. Wednesday, we had another practice. Thursday, we had a baseball game. Friday, we had practice. Uh, then a women's basketball game, and then another baseball game. This was a, looks like a tournament weekend for baseball, so we're going to hear that a lot. On Saturday, we started out with a prep clinic, into a baseball game, into another women's basketball game, and just rounded it out Sunday with another baseball game. And that's just what our athletes we're doing as well. Mm -hmm. So also built into that week was a game entertainment meeting. There was a spirit program meeting just for our spirit programs. There was also a meeting with the heads of the spirit programs with our supervisor, our boss. I think those are probably just like the big like coaching things that the athletes mm -hmm. weren't also present at. Mm -hmm. And then I know we've talked about this before as well, but our workouts with our strength coach happen within they're connected to our team practices. So the team practice practices Monday, Wednesday, Friday, as well as works out with their coach Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So we kind of just want to go through what each of those days look like a little bit and how they break down how what we were accomplishing. Because of this fun COVID year, we are also working on nationals through all of this as well. So there might have been touching on a little bit of nationals of these practices. However, because it's still in basketball season, and in baseball season, I can guarantee we were spending the majority of our time at our rehearsals working on dances for those games. Mm -hmm. So starting out Monday morning, COVID mm -hmm. test first and wait for our results. Yeah. Wait to get a, a all clear positive or all clear negative, which is a, a positive thing, um, <laughs> from our athletic trainer before we begin our practices. And then practice begins with full team doing a warm-up and stretch led by one of the athletes. So we do a thing throughout the year where um, everyone's assigned a practice and they're in charge of leading warm-up, leading stretch. And at a different time in the year, they also maybe would be responsible for leading some technical elements as well later on that day. Also, um, we would then jump into on a Monday, we would jump into working on our game material. So for basketball, in a traditional year, we perform out on the court. This year, we performed for video recordings to then be projected up on the big screen in the arena. So a portion of our practice was split up into groups and working on different routines for that recording. It also would have been split up into our baseball groups, which We've got four baseball squads, and each squad performs a dance. This year, we perform again, also up in the stands versus out on the field like we would normally do. And those are just really quick 30-second routines that happen between innings. And so that would be a majority of the, the actual dance or choreography portion of a practice that we would be practicing during that time slot. Do you want to share a little bit maybe about how – um, you maybe direct the splitting off of groups and kind of like where the choreography comes from, who teaches it and whatnot. Sure. So for basketball, we'll start there. We do, again, we always say in a normal mm -hmm. year, but we do have two squads. We split our team. We have one full team 
And for basketball, we split into two squads to handle that responsibility, like we mentioned earlier, of one squad really mainly being responsible for men's games and one squad being responsible for women's games, for the most part. There is quite a bit of crossover between those, just depending on availability, when games happen, if they happen um, in the evening during a, a school day, and then I've got dancers coming from class or allowing them to go to lab or then, you know, how that works. So there's a little bit of crossover for the most part. However, when it comes to um, this year, the way we handled it is when we were learning choreography, we really just split it up between uh, making sure there was a captain in each squad. We made uh, four groups to learn choreography in. So that did break down to about eight or nine dancers in each of those, those groupings to learn choreography. Where we get our choreography from is uh, mainly from our camps that we attend during the summer. So when we went into a COVID year and, and couldn't travel to a camp, we made it a, a big priority to make sure that we were able to still have our home camps. And we, because we have so much choreography that we've just, we've done the past, you know, the past several years. And even when there isn't necessarily that pressure from the university to perform new choreography at every event, we've kind of taken it upon ourselves to make sure that we're providing fresh choreography. So to make sure that happens and that uh, we're, we're getting the best of the best, we do attend two camps. We attend a, U a USA camp as well as a UVA camp during the summer and gain, that's where we gain a lot of our game day choreography for in-game. Um, and then we split that up. So um, really there's like a leader or two leaders per small group and they review the video from camp they assign uh, formations. We chat through that if there's any questions or concerns. And this year, we did split it up so that there was returner, there were returners and rookies in each squad so that the rookies were getting a chance to really get to work with the returners as much as possible. And we just have a large senior class. And so we wanted them to be able to disseminate as much information and experience to this larger rookie class as possible this year. And so, um, it was a really great way for them to connect with new people, working on different routines. And so um, every time we would record, we'd reshuffle back up and get into new groups again so that they were getting to dance alongside other people and then maybe also a different style. So for the most part, we do perform hip hop routines in game um, for our student section, which is an amazing student section that hypes us up and they're just known to be the biggest party in college basketball, so we have to bring our par the party as well. So, but we will do depending on like a theme. We'll do like a, a themed dance at games, um, or if there's a really cute palm or really cute jazz that really vibes with our style as well, we'll put that out on the floor. So we did we did do a little bit of that this year. I think more so than we normally even do this year to put into the videos that we were able to then have um, our media crew or our our um, athletics media crew came and recorded for us and put together phenomenal video uh, with fun graphics, fun effects, and we're able to present those at games. And that was one way that we got to still perform. We got to put ourselves out there. We were still pushing for something, even though we weren't able to be out on the floor. And it gave the, uh, the Havocs, the student section, something else to look at in game two, mm -hmm. um, because we weren't able to, to go down there. We weren't, we weren't able to have half times. Normally we bring in halftime performance groups. And so giving them something else to do, look at during a timeout that's that's fun and entertaining was was a big priority for us. So that's how we split up for basketball. For baseball, very similarly, where we split up into four squads. And that's what we do in every year, like whether it's a COVID year or not. And in a, in a non-COVID year, we would actually go down onto the fields between the 
um, home plate and for like down the first baseline essentially and perform towards the press box. And like I said, they're short routines. We just hop out there. They're cute. They're simple. They're easy, just kind of showy and then, and then run back off the field, but just kind of presenting that game day vibe at a baseball game without it being an, an overly football or overly basketball vibe, kind of more of a laid back fun. A lot of them can be are more country songs. Our baseball team seems to play more country music at our baseball. I don't know if that's a baseball thing or if that's just GCU baseball, but um, so it's really just kind of a different, we try and make it as different as possible between our two main sports where we, where we perform so that um, that vibe's just a little bit different. So then again, it gives um, dancers an opportunity to take lead on choreography for that. And um, I don't know, just kind of get to chance to lead their teammates as well and and divide up that responsibility and by baseball season which happens at the end of the year it's a really great time for our rookies to start stepping up and opening their mouths and making choices and um setting formations and being in front and and you know getting the chance to really lead in, in different ways so it's kind of how we divide that up for ourselves um in both a regular year and this year. But that day, on that Monday, <laughs> we were working on, you know, splitting into those groups and working on spending a little bit of time just cleaning, clarifying, performing for one another, giving each other feedback, and, you know, really solidifying what that schedule looked like for those baseball games happening that week. So obviously that's, we have a little bit of lengthier practices maybe for some. Um, GK, do we want to talk about like calendar calendar meeting and kind of kind of how we use that to break up maybe the two sections of practice right so they are longer practice times and it's because that's our team meetings are built into there on Mondays we also travel to a chapel our school um, has a chapel on Mondays and so we go as a whole team to head over to attend chapel together and so all of our even though our practice schedule does look long it is definitely broken up with other things mm -hmm. so the thing Madeline was alluding to is we will also do Kind of like a circle up time where we review our calendars and the athletes all have their own like hard copy calendars in front of them and we just kind of sit down and address anything that's coming up review the calendar that's in our band calendar as well but it is nice to be able to have them like see it in front of them hand write it in as well as have it access to it electronically just to verify if there's been changes if um, people are having to replace one another due to events happening it's a great time for us to chat through if there are community events or community outreach and who's taking lead on those, who's available. And I mean, really just kind of addressing, you know, the checklists for each event that we're going to. And if there's anything specific we need to know about, it's different than, you know, they can read it in the calendar, but it's it's another thing to be able to like address it and ask questions all together in a big circle. And it's a great time for us to like give updates on other things as well. So as nationals things come out, it's a great time for us to chat through like as things are popping up. Um, just it, and it breaks up like like Madeline mentioned, it's a great time for us to have a snack in the middle of mm -hmm. practice. And so it's not just going hard for four hours straight. It's a time to rest, recuperate, have some downtime before going back and hitting it hard again. Yeah, it's also a great opportunity for some like simple working on leadership or team bonding. Um, sometimes GK will bring in even just simple things like personality tests for them to kind of go through. She'll just have them get with a teammate and talk it through and just learn something new about somebody in the room, which is great. Um, and 
as a coach, like you, you know, when that stuff is maybe a little bit more necessary throughout the year when you can kind of feel it that we need something like that. So calendar time is a great, great time to like sneak a little activity in there um, or just like have a teaching coaching moment that maybe you feel is necessary. Um, yeah, just a great time where like everybody's together and locked in and we can address some of that stuff too. And journaling, we've done a yeah. lot of journaling this year too. It's just a great time mm -hmm. to like pull out your stuff. They get, they get a folder at the beginning of the year when they move in that has a journal in it, has um, a pad of paper in it that's separate from the journal. If, if there's something that they need to take notes on and then pass something in. Um, I'm a big fan of paper and hard copy just because it's right there. They're present. They're not, I can, I don't know where they're going if they're on their phones, but if they've got paper and, and pencil in front of them, then I know that they're dialed into what's going on. And like Madeline said, it's a great time too to split off with their bigs and littles or split off with, you know, in, in smaller groups to have good conversations together while they're having a little bit of downtime, having a snack, um, just some recoup time as well. Yeah. And we asked them to have that stuff like every day with them, ready to go. Um, I'm not sure if we've talked about dancer miles yet. <laughs> Maybe that's for a different episode. Um, but they like, they, they'll have their journals ready and, um, you know, that's just like, we give that stuff to them in the beginning of the year and let them know they're expected to have it at every practice. So there's really, you're not running into like, Oh, I don't have my journal today. Um, kind of giving that to them and letting them know it's, it's, a uh, you know, it's team materials and it's expected to be in your backpack every time you come to practice. Um, that kind of helps them be more prepared too. Right. You have your practice palms and you've got your folder and their folder is also a great place where if there are like hard copy forms or something that they need signed and they take it off with them. Like I know that it's not crumpled up and at the bottom of their backpack, like it's in something that's a little bit more secure and a little bit safer. So it is helpful to have that set up and ready to go. Um, and then also within that Monday practice would have been, well, on that Monday, was probably yoga mm -hmm. with our um, with one of our strength coaches, and he's awesome. <laughs> he's a professional yogi. Like he comes in and runs like a nice hour long workout with them. So workouts on Monday for us are full team all together. So um, that's something that we've been able to initiate this year, and it's been great for the dancers. It's been just another opportunity for them to learn something new. Um, Again, just defining as defining themselves as athletes, experiencing a different type of fitness activity that's also like mind, body, and soul as well. So it's been nice to be able to add that in. And then if it if it weren't Kyle doing yoga with us, then it would have been a full team on court workout with our strength coach Sarah, and she will usually do some sort of either circuit work or some sort of hit or something where it's full team and they're moving the whole time, but they're getting to do it all together versus breaking up into groups and heading into the weight room. Yoga is also a great time for you, coach. <laughs> I, the amount of times this year that I've just heard GK really just be joyful for the hour. Maybe sometimes Kyle takes him for an hour and 15 minutes of just like quiet where somebody else is coming in and you're not having to be that that person all the time for them. So highly recommend that for right. you, coach. Well, that and it's and it's a great time too while I still have them in front of me. If there's emails I need to check or there's something else I need to prepare for for the next part of practice, it gives, it's been really nice to give me a little bit of time, us a little bit of time to get ready for like the next set of what we're doing. So it has been a little bit of gift of time within there. And then obviously like 
probably you understand this coaches like it can be very sometimes you're the only one and it all does fall on your shoulders and what a blessing it is when you do have support to be able to divide and conquer and provide different faces and voices in front of your athletes on their journey i mean i think that's that's what happens with a lot of other sports they're able to have a lot of different coaches in front of them and trainers and having that support this year has been really fantastic to have a lot of a variety when it comes to our workout and our strength and conditioning work this this year so that is our monday that's how that probably wrapped up that day and yeah so then moving into tuesday like madeline mentioned tuesday we didn't have anything specifically on the calendar tuesdays are a great day for us to have one of two things uh number one like someone can have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with me if they're interested. So we we might have had like a Zoom call or a FaceTime call one on one if they're working through school stuff, roommate stuff, you know, just like the, the extra support that we give as coaches. And that's a great time to set aside time for them to have that. In a regular year, we would be on campus having regular one on one conversations scheduled out. This year, we really did it a little bit more as an admin as needed basis because some people needed more of them and some people were OK with less of them. So but having that one-on-one -on -one time, just even to be able to like hear out what's going on. And there's, I, I can't even tell you how many times I have had athletes this year just be like, I just want you to know this is going on. I'm like, that's great. Share it out. Like the, I can only be as good as I can be with what I know. And the more you're willing to tell me, the more I can support you and just be understanding about what we're working through. So that would happen on a Tuesday. And then also, yeah, sometimes we will have dancers in for private lessons as they choose. Normally, um, I leave it totally up to the dancers. I don't kind of like go out recruiting them. I let them come to me and ask um, to get some work in on whether it's technique or if they've gotten specific feedback from coach about something they need to work on, whether it's style or matching or um, a specific skill. Um, we are really blessed to have access to our facilities on a reg pretty regular basis here. So sometimes I'll just spend that Tuesday working with the dancers one-on-one -on, -one on, um, you know, different things that, that they might need some extra support in outside of practice, more individual, you know, individual work that maybe wouldn't make, wouldn't make sense to um, do in practice, but yeah, just kind of an extra, extra area of support for them. Yeah, so great to have two of us to be able to split that up mm -hmm. and do that because um, it's a huge relief off my shoulders to not have to do be all parts of it, which has been really great to have Madeline be able to share that expertise and her heart with that and and such support for our athletes that, that know like they want to keep moving, they want to keep pushing and having access to that. I mean, yes, they can go in the dance room by themselves and work on stuff, but how nice to have a trained eye to be able to give some give some feedback on. So that's been a huge blessing. And then Wednesday, moving on to Wednesday, um, the only thing that's really super different about Wednesdays from Mondays are that we don't go to chapel on Wednesdays and we also bring in our chaplain. So uh, we have, we were super blessed to have the FCA rep for GCU come in every Wednesday and just do a devotional with the team again during that split time between the practice halves and, you know, just kind of check in with them spiritually. Like we've mentioned, we're a Christian university. I think probably any other university would also have access to having people come in and give different types of pouring into them, um, whether that's like the counseling department or, 
you know, other, other supplemental resources on campus. What a great time to build that into your schedule to have someone come in and, and fuel them in the ways that they need to be fueled in a different way during that break between there. And then also on Wednesdays, um, that's the day where we split into two for our strength and conditioning in the weight room. So we would have half the team go in and work out with our strength coach in the actual weight facility. And then the other half, we would keep back and we would work with them on technique. So whether that's across the floor or turns or time for them to work on specialty skills, if there's something specific that we're working towards, um, or if there's one of the specific dances, getting ready for performance that needs an extra um, amount of time together and some specific time together, then we would have them be part of a small group that stays back from, from workouts. And then it just flip-flops. So halfway through, workouts come back in, dancers go back out, and then we just kind of flip-flop. And that's pretty much what our Wednesdays look like. So same thing, same warm-up schedule, same working through choreography or technique, and then um, and then having a regular workout. And then Thursdays. Thursdays. Do you want to say how Thursdays go? Sure. Okay. Thursdays at 9 a.m. <laughs> we wake up. Well, I think on this Thursday, I think we had said we also have a baseball game. But regardless, we wake oh. up on Thursday, 9 a.m. Yes, we do have a baseball game later. But first, <laughs> we meet as a spirit program on Zoom. So that looks like, okay, can't leave anybody out. It's GK and I. It's our head cheer coach. And he is in the process of hiring an assistant. So maybe mm -hmm. soon his assistant, I'm sure, will jump on that call as well. Um, our athletic trainer attends the meeting, our director of bands, and as well as our spirit program manager who really runs the meeting and creates an agenda based on the different things that she's working through throughout the week, um, administratively, travel-wise, extra events-wise, really anything we need support in or anything that's happening that's involving all of the moving pieces of spirit programs, she's on it. And she's kind of compiling a list of things that we need to touch on as a group that makes sense for um, everybody to be looped in. Lately, it's consisted a lot of nationals. <laughs> so really just she's been it's been really so great to just have that time to brainstorm together, sometimes just talk through things we're worried about together and um, tell each other it's going to be OK and like come up with solutions. Um, it's really just been that's something we just started doing this year. And it's been really a great, I think, addition for for our programs working together. It's been really great to just, you know, we, there, cheer is, I mean, and band, we're, we're all kind of equally, we've got, we've all got a lot of stuff going on, um, you know, and a lot of maybe individual team things going on that we don't even know of the other guys. So it's just great to have one space once a week to come together. We're really consistent about it. Um, and I, and it's just really been helpful to streamline things and, and make sure that we're all staying on the same page and doing everything we need to do to support one another. And it's nice to not, honestly, to not have our big boss in there yet either, because then we do have a meeting later that day um, with our with our head boss, who it's nice for us to be able to hash things out together before we get in front of her and ask our the questions we weren't able to work out um, amongst ourselves or the questions we have based on what information we have so far, um, which really like allows her to only have to go to bat for the things that we're really, really stuck on at that point. Um, our boss is the head of events here at GCU. She's a, a vice president for GCU. And so we want to make sure that we're not monopolizing her time. And so by us being able to handle a lot of the things on our own altogether um, before coming to her, I feel like it's really kind of helped streamline her not having to um, 
deal with all of us individually so much as being able us being able to work together and then and then present to her and then um, really that time specifically with our big boss then is just us being like okay what's the most important right like what are what are the big issues that we really do need vice presidential support on moving forward or you know it's a great time for us to present and be like okay we've been thinking about these things what are your thoughts on this and then allow her to, to kind of weigh in at that point um, especially if it's like a big ask or we're looking to make a big change for the following year or for the following season um it's just that's a, that's a great time and then that way she's <laughs> it's just it's just a smaller group too there's not as many things going on in that in that that smaller meeting so that's kind of how that works out as far as Zoom calls go. Um, and then we go to a baseball game. <laughs> yep. So baseball for us, we get there an hour and a half before the game. Uh, we get into our locker room space and get the cue sheet for the game and kind of go through and assign who's going to do what responsibilities. So as a dance team for baseball, we're also a part of like the marketing team essentially at that point. So anything they wanna do promotionally in game, we get to be uh, the face of that and the sparkle of that. So if there is a promo happening or a giveaway or a game or announcing the weather or <laughs> there's a lot of kind of fun stuff that happens. So yes, we're dancers at it, but then we also get to be um, kind of like the promotional side, the marketing side as well. So. Uh, we also welcome guests in when they come in into the game on a non-COVID year. We would have passed out a program. It's a non-touch year, though, so we just direct them to the QR code to allow them to download the program and see the lineup for the night. And, yeah, and then we actually, you know, do things in-game. We dance fight song at the first timeout. Timeout's not timeout. Between innings, um, <laughs> we, we do go down and perform out, you know, on the stands for, for one of the timeouts and... Yeah, it was just, we're just really wanting to keep the brand of GCU and GCU Athletics going, and we're able to kind of rebrand ourselves as a dance team for those games, too. So it's it's not seeing the, the basketball dance team at a baseball game. It is kind of like mm -hmm. a different vibe. We have a different uniform we wear that looks a little bit more baseball-y, um, just kind of more of like a family vibe versus like a jumping havocy vibe like basketball mm -hmm. is. So... That's what Thursday would have looked like. Yeah. I'm learning that baseball is one of those things we do that for us, it feels like not, maybe not a lot, but we get really such a great response from like our athletic director and really some people in athletics um, who really, really enjoy our, just our, our dancers presence at the games, which like I said, it's, it seems like something little for us, but it really goes a long way. Um, for some of those people in athletics um, to have to have dancers there and representing GCU in kind of a different way, welcoming, making people feel welcome, um, just kind of creating an, an inviting environment. So, yeah, it is. It does. And I think it, it always feels a little less to us because it's like while we're still in basketball, it starts while we're in basketball season. And that's so crazy. We're so busy during basketball and so highly, you know, running around and that's a busy day. So it does it does feel a bit different. But. It's kind of fun. It's yeah. fun to do something oh, yeah. different. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much what those baseball games would also look like on Friday and Saturday mm -hmm. and Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, on the practice for Friday, very similar to Wednesday's practice. The only difference being if you were in the basketball game that night, then you don't work out. You just stay for the dance practice and you leave early to go get ready for call time. Dancers not 
dancing at the baseball game or the basketball <laughs> game would have stayed and worked out with Sarah at that point. Um, yeah, so that's that day, basketball. Yeah, I know. We might, right? we might need to do like a whole yeah, we might, basketball. You know, let's do that episode. Let's have like a whole basketball okay. episode because okay. I, I mean, we are. I, I mean, it's not us calling ourselves that. Like, other people have called us the biggest party in college basketball, and so that comes from a lot of different pieces. And so we can, I think, we can break that down what yeah. that looks like because we have had a lot of coaches actually ask about what That'd that looks fun. like for us. So okay, so stay tuned on that. <laughs> Um, and so the only other thing that's really new when we're talking about that, what that week looked like would be our tryout prep clinic that we held that Saturday morning. And for those, I mean, this one was virtual. Uh, we kind of liked that we had the virtual option. So even though we're fingers crossed moving into a more in-person and face-to-face -face year next year, we probably will still leave at least a virtual clinic on the schedule because we do like being able to reach out to dancers who maybe aren't able to travel in to um, onto campus. It's, it was a great opportunity. We were able to make that work. Um, for those clinics, we really just, we do a lot of the prep work ahead of time. So a lot of the choreography's already been created, videoed, sent out. Um, the schedule's been laid out. Dancers that are assigned to be the demonstrator for it are really already lined up in that way. We just get to the facility about an hour prior to make sure we're warmed up and ready to go, make sure the space looks the way we want it to look. That, that would be true whether we were in person or not. And just review so that we're able to really put forward our best foot for these incoming applicants that are just interested in GCU. And for our tryout prep clinics, they're a little bit more extensive. It's a longer clinic. We do go in pretty deep into detail about all things about our tryouts, just because we really want to set dancers up for success when it comes to tryouts. So um, that clinic is really for them. And, and it's also a great opportunity for them to get one-on-one -on -one feedback from current GCU dancers. Um, and we love to talk about fit being a big part of the recruiting process and just how important it is for dancers to really get in touch with athletes and coaches to figure out the culture of teams and find where their best fit would be. So that's kind of what we try to do by providing them with that experience through even our virtual clinics. Right. It's not just like a seminar or a master class for us. It really is making sure they're getting all the information that they can and is very detailed and as individual as possible. So then after prep <laughs> clinic that day, there was a baseball game. Mm -hmm. So looking very much like the other baseball games. And then again, another basketball game. So very busy day, busy week. Yes. We probably should sit down and, and tally up those hours sometime or not. Maybe it's just <laughs> for a peace of mind to not do so. However, it's just, um, it is a busy week and we do love being involved in all the parts of campus and we do feel really supported from our university and so staying as involved as possible is is important and varying who we are how we show up just kind of makes it a little bit more fun for us too so that's kind of a week at a glance and like we mentioned we'll have a whole basketball game day rundown too to talk about all those pieces so just thinking about it, maybe it would be great if you do have any questions. I don't know if anyone's seen some of our game day material from 
from a GCU basketball game from previous years, especially, but even this year, if anyone has any questions, please feel free to reach out and ask them so we know what kinds of things to cover. I know we do get some questions sometimes on stuff we do in game or how we collaborate with cheer. I know we've touched on that before, but um, just feel free to, to ask those questions so we know exactly what things to touch on because there is a lot of things that we do that I don't know that other schools do or not, mm -hmm. or if it's just special to us. And so we're happy to share that out so that your student sections are also having a great experience at your games as well. As always, we appreciate you for tuning in yet again. We kind of <laughs> took a short hiatus, if you will. We've been having a lot of weeks like these, kind of filled with some different things as we gear up to leave for nationals in a week and a half. So we welcome your prayers and high hopes for the Lopes, and we appreciate you listening. Yeah, we look forward to covering um, some more things in the future. I know we've got, we want to talk a little bit about game day, both for basketball season, but then also like on the nationals floor too. So we'll wrap all that up together and we'll see you. Bye. Bye.